Hey, welcome to the Pass Control Podcast. I'm your host, Brendan, and I got Mike with me here today. Yuck! <laughs> In this week's episode, episode 76, we uh, we talk about some updates that are coming to Fortnite and the platforms that it's going to be coming to. Uh, we talk about some Star Wars debates on whether it's oversaturated or not, how we feel about that. Um, and then we kind of go deep on the Nintendo Direct and all the stuff that was announced in that this week. Um, and... I feel like there was something else at the end of the episode, Mike. Oh, was it uh, that part where... Yeah, never mind. I don't even care anymore. <laughs> uh, there was... It, it, I feel like you should just listen to this episode and, and organically get to the end of it. Because there's a couple of uh, important announcements that we make about some things that are coming up event-wise, um, some giveaways maybe... And uh, a few other things that are just, you know, of note. So, don't skip to the end. Don't be that guy or girl. Just get there. Abby's meowing up a storm over there. Oh, meow uh, This episode of the podcast, Mike, is also sponsored by our good friends at Goodnight Fatty. If you're in the Salem, Massachusetts area on a Friday or Saturday night from 7 to 11, make sure to head on down to Higginson Square and get yourself a delicious fatty. And if you're unaware of what a fatty is, uh, you can check them out on social media at Goodnight Fatty. And educate yourself on these scrum diddly streets. Mm. And if you do head down to Goodnight Fatty, let them know Pass the Controller sent you. And as always, you can find us on the internet at PassTheController.io, where you can find all of our content mm-hmm. and links to all of our social media. Yeah. Uh, you can watch us stream, you know, multiple times a week at twitch.tv slash PassController. Uh-huh. And you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at PassController. Oh. Uh, you can find me at Big Room. Uh-huh. You can find this guy at uh, underscore Mycopath. Uh-huh. And uh, don't forget that every third Wednesday of the month, we are at BitBar in Salem hosting Jackbox Party Night. Uh, it'll be coming up this month, March, on the 21st. And this month's is actually being co-sponsored by Jack Savvy with us. Uh-huh. So we'll have some stuff to give away. Uh, it'll be a good time. If you can't make it or you don't live in the area, because I know we have a lot of listeners from around the globe. We see you, Bulgaria. Yeah, yeah. Don't fret. You can watch us live on twitch.tv slash passcontroller. Tune in, get in the chat, hang out, and play along You know, via your phone or your laptop. And uh, enjoy this week's episode, episode 76. The high energy state that is... It's making me uncomfortable. It's, it's this... So... Ever since we moved the like usual recording day to Saturdays, mm-hmm. and like I'm like, oh yeah, I'll get a nice little bit of extra sleep because I get to stay in a little bit, go get a nice front street, you know, Milky Way or something along those lines. Get a couple shots of espresso on my body. Mm-hmm. It, it's like so much like energy at once, and I'm excited. We're here hanging out. Like people want to hang out with me. This is awesome. And uh, for the record, I don't want to hang out with you. I know. Why do you do this still? <laughs> Like seventy. This is episode seventy six, Mike. We have at least, it at the least, and this is wrong because we spend much more time before and after. At least seventy six hours of sitting down together, sometimes with a few others, and sometimes with some guests, hmm. and doing this. Yeah, looking back at my life, this is one of the many mistakes I've made. You're and you're locked in for life now. Like this is like there's no way out, Mike. Well, there's one way out. <laughs> oh, there's one way out, and I'm I'm considering it. I think the listeners are too. Yeah, great. But 
Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm I get like jazzed up. We get to talk about video games, Mike. I, I go through every week. Every day of my week. Dude, Casho Ronaldo right now is like, those boys' synapses are firing. He's got this, <laughs> he's jazzed up. <laughs> I go through every day of the week, Mike, and I'm like, you know, obviously we have the past controller group text, so it's like me, you, Joe, Dom, Todd, and Mike, and uh. Oh, you mean that group chat that I always ignore? It, we, we all go through periods of ignoring it because sometimes there's conversations that are clearly not for the whole group and I don't yeah. know why they happen in the group text <laughs> but they do anyway but uh, anyways I go through the whole week where it's like that's my only outlet of like talking to people about things that like I really love like nerd stuff and video games so when we get to this day the recording day, I'm always like, yes, I get to talk about fucking Overwatch and other things and Pokemans and, and all these things that I love. Oh. So I get, it's like a burst of like, boo Got my synapses firing. Ugh. Okay, I am, I am sorry I brought that up. Yeah, I, you, you should be. Anyways, we, let's, let's move on because there's a lot to talk about. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things. A lot of things that transpired over the past few days. Yeah. Uh, just a lot of news broke, like a shit ton of news. And a lot of it is uh, stuff that I think I think all of us are pretty excited about. Yeah. So I don't know where to start. I, I feel like there was a big Nintendo Direct. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't feel like we should start there because I feel like it's going to end up us talking about that for a long time. So maybe we should end there. Fair. That way we have a little bit of a crunch to... to, to, to we can't just go, you know, all willy-nilly. We have to, like, hone it in and be like, oh, we have X amount of time. Let's let's be decisive and concise about what we talk about. So let's start with another story that I think is pretty interesting, and I really want to kind of feel out what exactly is going on, and it's the Fortnite thing. Okay. You know what I'm, what I'm talking about here. Oh, that it's... Apparently, despite uh, Chance the Rapper saying, like, yo, Switch, bring Fortnite... <laughs> Uh, we're not seeing it on the Switch. They're not. So also, so I was looking into it more, by the way. If you go to, uh, it, I don't know if it's like the official Fortnite Twitter or if it's Epic Games Twitter, but one of those, mm. Chance posted a picture on Twitter of like him, John Favreau, who we'll talk about later in the episode, and uh, I don't know who the other two people are. Actually, actually no, Pharrell's there, and I don't know who the other person is, some other white guy. I don't know who he is. But what a weird combination <laughs> of people. He posts... Well, that makes me think that maybe Chance is going to be making some music for something. But we'll get into John Favreau later in the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but they po- he posts this picture, and Fortnite or Epic Games retweeted it saying, that's a dope four squad for four- or something like that. Yeah. And I just, it made me chuckle. Okay. Because you brought up Chance and how Chance... Uh, for, to, for full circle here, for those of you who aren't aware, Chance the Rapper... Uh, tweeted out at Fortnite basically saying, like, hey, where's Fortnite on the Switch? I want to play this while I'm traveling. Um, but now he can. Facts. So they, if, uh, Epic Games just came out this past week saying that Fortnite will be coming to iOS and Android, iOS first, Android a little bit later, and that it will be cross-play with PlayStation. That was the initial announcement, with and as well as PC and Mac. Yeah. Um, so you have all these things, and a big glaring gap there was, whoa, where's Microsoft in the mix? Um, but then yesterday, I believe it was, 
Epic Games came out again with another press release stating that they would also be doing the same thing with Microsoft. But here's the the, the weird uh, dichotomy that I'm seeing here, is that the press release for the Sony one earlier in the week and the press release for the Microsoft one yesterday are almost identical, except for both press releases say that there will be crossplay between mobile, PC, Mac, but neither of them say, like the PlayStation one doesn't say crossplay with Xbox, and the Xbox one doesn't say crossplay with PlayStation. So you and I were already kind of debating this. Does this mean that PlayStation and Xbox are not going to be crossplay, but everything else will be? Um, e- that's what it sounds like. Just because if it was like a marketing thing, I don't think. Like even even if it was crossplay between or among all of them, like consoles included. Yeah. Even if Sony or Xbox was like, yeah, don't talk about the other guy in our fucking press release. I, it doesn't make any sense. Like it, you wouldn't, you wouldn't hide that fact from the press release. So it sounds like each one's like, I'm open to doing crossplay with everything but that guy. Yeah. Which is. You know, weird. It's doable, but it sounds like it's probably a lot more hassle than doing crossplay among all the different platforms. Yeah, no, I, I just think that if you look kind of historically, at least in this generation of crossplay, it seems like Microsoft is on board with being crossplay with anyone. If you look at Minecraft, what they've done with that, which is their property too, because they own it. And with Rocket League, mm-hmm. um, where Sony is, I don't I actually don't know if the Sony Minecraft links up with the rest of them. It might not actually, or maybe not with Xbox and Nintendo. But uh, Rocket League's the same way. Sony won't allow crossplay with Rocket League, which is kind of weird. It's it's like a Sony thing. So I wonder if this is Microsoft is cool with it, but Sony doesn't want it. So that's the way it's gonna go for now. That's. That's what I had heard initially when they first announced it for mobile and they said it's going to be cross-platform with everything but Xbox. What I had heard from, and again, this is not like a verified source. It was just like me reading people's comments. Someone's like, yeah, Sony paid for that. And I said, okay, okay, internet guy. Yeah. You're probably right. You're probably right. Well, before, I didn't see that, but before the Microsoft press release came out with them Mm -hmm. saying they were also getting this feature of cross-play... I also would have thought that same thing. I would have said, this is clearly Sony trying to kind of put further pressure on PUBG. Because they're, you know, Fortnite's doing very well. Obviously, it's still on Xbox. But it's doing very well. It's going to come to other platforms. Let's go the extra mile and really support Fortnite. Because if we support Fortnite and that community continues to grow, people are going to care less about PUBG. And that would be a win for Sony because people really care about PUBG, but if they can grow Fortnite into something even bigger, there's potential for less people to care about getting an Xbox for PUBG if they can get anything else and get Fortnite for free if it stays a free-to-play game, which I I think they're doing just fine with the microtransactions. That I think they'll probably keep that that aspect of the game at least free to play. And if I'm reading this correctly, I can't remember, but I'm pretty sure that it's just Battle Royale that's coming to mobile and not the Save the World, uh, which is fine because I don't I don't think people actually play Save the World. No. Um, but the the big miss here, and I think this is the the I think this is a 
not bad decision for Epic to bring this to mobile. I just think it's bad for them to bring it to mobile before they bring it to Switch. Only because, I mean, if they can get it to run on your phone, and not only get it to run on your phone, but get it to run on your phone and communicate and interact with PC, Mac, and console, they should be able to get this game to work on fucking Switch. Yes. I mean, it's just a matter of getting the right team to port it over. And even if Epic can't do it, there are teams that will do it. And I'm sure there are already teams that have reached out to them to do it. Um, the, the the big thing that I... Like, obviously, if they bring this to mobile and it's successful, like, the install base of people who have phones that can handle the game is huge. Bigger than any console. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and definitely bigger than the Switch install base right now, which still is large and doing well and continuing to grow but I mean if you're just looking at the numbers there's more phones out there than anything else so yes, bringing it to mobile making a good game, people download it people put money into it, cast a check like they're going to bank they're good, they don't have to make another fucking game for a long time, they can just continue to update this game and cash it in, so I don't think bringing it to mobile is a bad idea, I just think that bringing it to mobile before they bring it to Switch is a bad idea, and who knows Maybe they are working on it for Switch and just not announcing that yet. Maybe that's maybe that's their E three conference. Maybe that's a you know an announcement later in the year when it's ready to come out. Mm-hmm. No, there's nothing hinting that that's not happening. But I do think that uh, maybe it's maybe it's easier for them to port it to mobile. Maybe the process is easier than it is porting it to Switch, so they can get the mobile version out quicker. But they're still also working on the Switch version. We don't know these things, but. What I do know is that if if they miss the window to bring it to Switch before someone else brings a game like that to Switch, I, again, it's doing well on everything else. It, if it comes to Switch, it'll do well on Switch. But they have the opportunity right now to be the only one. Right. I mean, I don't know if... You know, I don't know if that Paladins update is going to come to Switch. Who knows? Is Paladins even on the Switch right now? I don't think it. No, it's not. Okay. But, I mean, again, right now, it's open market. Almost anything that comes on the Switch is succeeding. Um, You know, from indie to AAA. It's a community of gamers that is, like, expanding exponentially. Like, people are buying Switches, like, at a rapid pace still. Like, it's still the best-selling console of all time in the time frame. Of it being uh, on the market. So, my guess is that this year we will see other AAA developers coming out with Battle Royale style games. Whether it's a full-fledged Battle Royale game or a mode tacked on to something. like it, And I think we've talked about this on the podcast before, so I won't go too deep into it. But if you're telling me that EA or Activision isn't actively working on either... You know, add-on to Battlefront 2 or an add-on to Call of Duty or a mode in their new Call of Duty that just got announced, um, you know, or Battlefield. Like, if you're telling me that some of those games aren't going to try to attack that market this year, I mean, someone's going to do it. The rumor is that Rockstar's adding a Battle Royale mode to Red Dead 2. So, like, there are other people that are going to make this thing. So, if one of those developers makes that game for the Switch... Fortnite loses its opportunity to be the first. And I think I think because they have something that is 
very popular and successful right now. And I mean, we've been playing it a lot more lately, and it's 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 much better than it was when it launched. Like it's pretty smooth, it's pretty crisp. If they can replicate it on the Switch, like they're good to go. Done deal. So I think for them being the first, the Switch would be huge because they'd be in there before everyone else. And there's just honestly nothing like that on the Switch. So if they could do that, that would be fantastic. So what you're saying is, if they got on the Switch... they got to get Reggie involved. Get your boy Reggie. Because, <laughs> you know, uh, Battle Royale, fucking... The, the big guy, that's his favorite character. It's been that way since, like, oh, for yeah, many years. Um, so you're saying that if they got it on the Switch, mm-hmm. your nighttime ritual would then just be, like, you laying in bed being like, ooh, I'm playing, playing I, Fortnite. I mean... Fortnite would definitely make its way into the mix. Uh, I mean, Stardew Valley's got my attention right now. Mm-hmm. But I mean, a couple of, couple of drops at Loot Lake. I'm. I, that's a nice bedtime ritual for me. I'm fine with that. I'm, I'm cool with that. That's. I'm on board. Okay. Um. All right, Epic. You heard it. If you want Brandon to play this game in bed. If you if you want to be part of my nighttime ritual, if you want to be my my bedside my my bedside. Uh, I don't know. Bed, bedside? Bed? Bed, bedside is definitely your term. Yeah. It's not what you're looking for. No, it's not. I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. But I, I just, I think that it's, I just don't know if it's the right decision to bring it to mobile before they bring it to Switch. But again, is, there's nothing is, to say that they're not bringing it to Switch. Yeah. As long as it remains free, I will get it on my phone and on my Switch. And then depending on where I am, like I'm not taking my Switch with me everywhere. I can play with it on yeah. my phone everywhere. And then if I'm doing something where I'm like, all right, I need to bring my Switch along. Yeah. Then I'm like, I can play it on my Switch. Well, I, so here's the thing. Like, or I can queue up on both of them at the same time and then cross-play and then see what the fuck happens. Uh, no, because it's... So here's the other... Well, you can't do that. Because there's a unless you made separate accounts. Mm. That's the other part of this is that not only is it cross play, but it's cross progression. So like, you log into your character on your Xbox or your PlayStation or your PC or your Mac. You log in on your phone. It's the same like progression. So that same character, you know, if you're gaining XP and trying to unlock new ca- costumes and, and stuff like that, it's the same across the board, which I love. I wish Overwatch did that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I uh, I do have two Epic accounts apparently, so I can do that. Yeah, well, you can do that then. But uh, my my thing is that it, just the fact of being first to switch, I think, would be a big deal. I think it would be a, <laughs> like I just think it would end up being crazy successful, and it would honestly probably sell more, even more switches because like people that really fucking like Fortnite. And maybe they are a one console gamer, or maybe they're not a console gamer and only a PC gamer. You're telling me that those people aren't gonna, some of those people aren't gonna be like, oh shit, I can play this on the go too, and just it's the same profile and I can transfer my stats and stuff like that. Uh, I'm buying a Switch. Like, I could definitely see people jumping into the Switch ecosystem just for that. I think the game is at that level of popularity right now where it would, it would sell people on a Switch. Interesting. Nothing else like it. Yeah. It, yeah. We we don't know what they're doing, but it's it seems odd at this point that they haven't they haven't committed to it yet publicly yeah. anyway. I'm, my my guess is it's in the works. It's just not something they're ready to reveal yet. But I I would I would 
I would safely say that at some point this year, we may not get it, but I think at some point this year, we will hear that it's coming. Mm. Um, I mean, that would be a great... I mean, it wouldn't even have to be... It, it could be a part of Nintendo's E3 presentation. They could, at the end of their direct, oh, by the way, boink, Fortnite and Smash. I might sell my Switch if they do that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I. It's interesting that they're bringing it to mobile. I think it's going to uh, be very successful with them. I just think that the controls need... are going to be fucking wacky. Yeah, I, I, we, we talked about this. I don't play games really on my phone because I don't like playing with like touch controls on a game that you need precision or need to feel the buttons and triggers and like I don't I'm actually not thinking about it without playing with a controller on your phone I don't even know how that would function because you have to switch between building yeah that would be that's, that sounds like it would be a mess actually mm-hmm. I didn't even think about that yeah it's there's there's not a lot well actually there are a lot of buttons my guess is that it would have to be main like and gy- kind of like gyroscopic s- controls it would be gyroscopic at least for aiming but then you know to switch to like your sights or, like, when you start aiming down the sides like this... It, it's going to be messy. It's going to be a messy... Cycling between your items. Yeah, it's not going to be fun. I mean, they can definitely pull it off. I have it to, just sounds very messy. have to drop bandages for people and be like, all right, how many bandages do you need? Ooh. I mean, some of that stuff, like, inventory management will probably be actually okay because it will just be touchscreen, I'm sure. So it would be mm-hmm. like, oh, I need to switch to this weapon. Let me click on that yeah. box or drop it. I can just hold it and drag it off the little yeah. box wheel or whatever. It's doable. I just think it'll be very messy. And again, not being able to feel the physical buttons. Mm-hmm. Like, you're going to be focused on the action, not necessarily where your thumbs are. Yeah. So that's the stuff that, me personally as a gamer, that's why I don't like playing games on my phone. Um, but anyways, moving moving on past that, <laughs> we brought up John Favreau, and I'll, I'll bring him back up again now. Uh, another thing dropping this week, or at least announced, is that Favreau's going to be penning a... Or is he writing it or is he directing it? Um, I didn't look. I know that he's involved. I didn't see to what capacity. I assumed it was directing, but I I, I don't remember exactly. It might be so. directing then. He so John Favreau, um, already involved in the Marvel Disney ecosystem for Iron Man. He only did the first one, right? Were you first one or two? Um, so he's already he's already in bed with Disney on that front. Now being tasked with bringing a live-action Star Wars something to mm-hmm. Disney's next next venture, which is their streaming platform that is supposed to launch in 2019, I think. That's the, that's the goal. It's not this year for sure. Um, so I, just, I think that's interesting. And part of the reason why I want to bring that up is that I see a lot of people still complaining about Star Wars oversaturization. Do you think Star Wars is oversaturized or getting to that point? It's probably getting to that point simply because before now, like you really only had a handful of Star Wars things at any given time. Yeah. You've got the original trilogy that came back, came out late seventies, early eighties. Then there was a twenty year gap. Um, but there were books and comics. There were, there were books and comics, but that was I wouldn't call toys. It, I wouldn't call it niche, but it definitely wasn't like it wasn't like watch. But like your your hardcore fans would be into it, but like the casual goer who's like, yeah, I like Star Wars. And yeah, like they just had those three movies, a Christmas special here and there. Yeah, 
Then you had... Which, there's not even a legal way to watch the Christmas special at this point, I don't think. Well, yeah, because everyone disowned it. (laughs) (laughs) They, like, burned all the copies and started singing, like, the Yub Nub song at the end of Return of the Jedi. I think it's it's buried in the same landfill that uh, That E.T. is. Yeah. So, yeah, so you had that 20-year gap, then you had the other movies, and then, like, a couple cartoon series. Yep. Okay. And then... Let's see, that was 2000, uh, let's see, 99, 2002, 2005, and then, you know, 12 years later, 10 years later, I can't do math anymore, I can't remember when The Force Awakens came out anymore. Uh, Force Awakens, 2016? 2016, so like 11 years, we had like some cartoons that were fairly, they were doing well. Rebels, Clone Wars. Yeah, Rebels, Clone Wars. Now they're bringing it back, the movie cycle, I think before... With the original trilogy and the prequel trilogy, the movies came out once every three years. I think it was 77, 80, 83, and then 99, 2002, 2005. Now these movies are coming out once every two years, and then between those years you've got like the... The the spin-off stories. The spin-off stories, and now you're getting a bunch of TV shows. Like, they're, they're really pushing it to the point where, like, I'm... At some point I feel like I'm probably not going to go out of my way for more things like even now I want to watch Rebels yeah I didn't realize until you know late last year or late the year before that that I even had Disney XD I didn't realize I had the channel so yeah. I never bothered watching it um like there's only so much stuff and I could be wrong I could maybe I'm gonna go on my way to watch these things it depends on how much the streaming service actually costs yeah uh but I, I understand the point, but I also know that we've been saying the comic book movie bubble was going to burst for yeah. a while now, and they're still going pretty strong, yeah. so well, what the fuck do I know? Yeah, so do you, so you personally right now don't think Star Wars is oversaturated? I don't think it's oversaturated yet, but I understand, like, right now we can, we can handle it because, like, yeah, you know, it's, like, new and flashy, and yeah. I get it, like, I want to check out all these new things that they're trying out. Will, will I get tired of it after you know, so many years? Especially since I've got so many other things going on in terms of media. Yeah, maybe. So, I, I guess the I don't feel like it's oversaturated, and I don't feel like superhero movies are oversaturated. And we've talked about it many times, like you just brought up mm-hmm. that superhero bubble is bound to burst at some point, but yet it's not. And I think this is I think this is what ultimately will separate whether or not Star Wars actually feels oversaturated or if it is. Like the people that are complaining that, oh, we got a new Star Wars movie now every year, or this or that, or this and this and this, and they keep announcing series, new trilogies. Oh yeah, that's the other thing. So um we're getting we're finishing up this trilogy, mm-hmm. but they've already announced the next trilogy. Which yes, sounds that like I feel is weird. Is weird because between like the other two trilogies, like I said, we had a twenty-year gap, just about, and then another like fifteen-year gap, yeah, or ten-year gap, or whatever. And they've said like, oh yeah, we're doing another one. This guy's tapped, which leads me to believe like the next trilogy is probably gonna start up almost as soon as this yeah. one's finished. Which so th- this is this is the the part that this is where I am in this whole thing is that I see people you know have these conversations in real life because I've had them with people I see them on the internet whether it's Twitter Facebook whatever and I usually don't get involved in those I just see them read them digest it and move along because 
commenting on someone's Facebook post doesn't fucking do anything for me. Um, but I see people complaining that Star Wars is they're making too many. There's too many things. There's this, there's that. When you kind of break down Star Wars, and you can do this with anything, you can do it with Marvel shows or the, or the Marvel universe currently. You have the core franchise, which I would argue are the sagas. So you have the original trilogy, you have the prequels, you have the current trilogy, mm-hmm. and then they have announced a future trilogy. I would argue that that's like, here's the core franchise. If you like Star Wars or want to watch something Star Wars, this is where you are at. You do this. You like it more? You want to get deeper? You want to go further? Okay, here's Rogue One. It's not essential for you to see that movie. You pretty much know what happens in that movie. It's not an essential thing you have to consume. Same thing with the Han Solo thing. You already know Han Solo. He's in the movies. You know him. This isn't an essential piece to that, but it's an extra because you know what? People like Han Solo, and people want to know more, and people want to see more, and people want to consume that, and I want to consume that. Like, the Han Solo movie looks fucking great to me. Do you you think it looks good or no? I think the sabotage trailer... The sabotage cut trailer <laughs> makes it look a lot more interesting than yeah. I thought before. Yeah. I mean, I honestly, just seeing Donald Lover as Lando for the first time, I'm sold. I don't need to see any other promotion for this movie. I'm in. Like, I'm good to go. Just cross off the name Solo and put Lando. I'm like, all right. This I'm, is a movie. I mean, I'm down. But uh, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is there's always going to be all of this extra stuff. Mm. I mean, there's still comics, and there's still books, and there's still TV shows. I don't consume all that media, and I'm not mad that it's there. I guess the, the I don't get why people get mad that it's there. The people that want it can consume it. The people that don't want to consume it don't have to. But it's not... It, it, it shouldn't make or break your Star Wars experience. Like, for me... I'll see the sagas, and I'll see the, the spin-off movies. I'm going to watch Rebels at some point because I just want to. But I don't really read the books, and I don't really read the comics. I've like gotten pieces here and there, and I might look for things if they're considered canon like to find more information. Mm-hmm. But I'm not mad that it's there, and I don't care if a new book comes out. I'm not like, why are they making another book? And it's the same thing with the MCU. I've seen all the Marvel movies... But I've yet to watch the Netflix series, which are considered part of that universe, no? Yes. They exist in the same universe, but they don't really cross over? They exist in the same universe, but it's 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 more, uh, what's the term I'm looking for? It's like a, not token, but well, whatever. The point is, like, they use that, but nothing's ever done with it to the point where at any given time they could probably just... But like yeah, disregard all that nonsense. Yeah, and like sweep it under the rug. But so you look at that. It's like they pay, okay. they pay lip service to the movies. I guess is what I'd say. Okay, um, but it's it's you have you know two to three Marvel movies a year, mm-hmm. and that doesn't include DC movies, and that doesn't include other you know superhero movies that may come out like a Kick Ass or something like that. So you break it down by genre. Is that not oversaturation? You're getting so many... Th- like, last year, what did we get? Logan. Was it Logan last year? I think so. Was Deadpool also last year? No, I don't think so. Well, yeah. I don't remember. So I also don't know what year it is currently. So <laughs> so let's just, like, 
vaguely break it down. Last year, let's say we got Logan, Justice League, Wonder Woman, Thor, mm-hmm. Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. There's probably at least one more. Uh, yes, there were, because I don't think we listed all like the MCU movies. Um, I don't remember, but that's five in, in one year, and I don't feel bad about it. I'm not mad about it. So Star Wars coming out with a movie in between the saga movie shouldn't make you mad if you're also paying your fucking ticket to see five superhero movies in that same year. I get it. People are always going to have shit to bitch about when it comes to Star Wars or, you know, other franchises. But as long as the products that are coming out are good, then I don't feel like I'm being taken advantage of as a consumer. If they put out garbage, then yes, that's oversaturation. That's them trying to cash a check on me because they know I want to consume Star Wars. But if they're putting out good stuff, I shouldn't be mad about that. Even if it's not for me to consume. Like, if if they put out, you know... I guess the Star Wars movie part is... I'm going to see all the Star Wars movies, but if they put out a good TV show, maybe I don't jump to watch it right away, but I'm not mad that they're doing it. As long as... If it's quality something. Like, we, we can make this argument about... Because we'll get to the Nintendo Direct at some point, but a focus of the Nintendo Direct that, that aired this week was Mario Tennis Aces. And there have been some great Mario sports titles in the history of Mario sports titles. Super Mario Strikers was great. Uh, you know... Mario Golf for the GBA was fantastic. There are some other good titles in there, but the last Mario, te- the last two Mario Tennis games, Mario Tennis Open for the 3DS and Mario Tennis for the Wii U, which I don't remember. Uh, uh, Mario Tennis, man, I don't remember. It, it had a, like another title, but yeah. the Mario Tennis for the Wii, or the Wii U rather, they weren't that good of games, but they were there to fill a hole in a library and cash in on the fact that it was a Mario game. Same thing with Mario Party 10. Mario Party 10 was fucking god-awful, but it probably sold well enough because it had Mario in the name. And that was par- probably part of the reason why the game was made, to cash in, because they needed that. When companies do stuff like that, obviously they're going to do it because they're businesses, they're companies. I mean, Disney had to pay a lot of fucking money to own Star Wars. Yeah. So, yes, they're going to create more content because they need to fucking make that money back. Like, that's just business. I mean, it's just that's just the game. But as long as they're giving me something that I enjoy and it's good, I don't care. And even if it's, again, not something for me, if they make something good that maybe it's not meant for me to consume or I don't want to consume it, that's cool too because I don't care. It doesn't affect my Star Wars relationship. It doesn't It doesn't change my opinion on Star Wars. They put out garbage stuff. Okay, then maybe it will. But right now they haven't, in my opinion, put out a bad movie. I like Force Awakens. I like The Last Jedi. I think The Last Jedi is one of the... It's, it's in my top two, top three Star Wars films. I think it's a fantastic fucking film. Um, that fight scene... In Snoke's Chambers, I won't go into detail in case you haven't seen the movie, and if you haven't seen the movie, what's wrong with you? If you haven't seen the movie, you must be Todd. Um, but that fight scene in Snoke's Chamber is fucking amazing. I love that fight scene. Um, Navi's here. Navi's sniffing on Mike's Mike's face. Navi really wants to be on the podcast. Navi, yeah. you should meow for us. 
that is currently standing on the table next to the microphone. Will will she meow? Will she? Just stare her right in the eye, but don't pet her. Navi. Show me how you. Hey you. Hey Mrs. Cat. Hello. Yeah, you give me a love you eyes. You're pretty perfect, cat. You're pretty great. You've been on the podcast before. You gonna meow right now? You gonna? Na- Navi, for those of you who uh, don't know Navi, uh, is my cat, and I love my cat. But she's a very quiet cat. She doesn't really meow a lot. So if she meows right now, this is a special for all of us. Navi, I love you. You're my baby. This is really weird. No, don't. Yeah, no, it, 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 that was very weird. Yeah, it was a little weird. Oh, oh. Navi with the meows. Um, but anyways, the point I'm trying to get is until they start making bad stuff that's clearly a cash grab, I don't get why people have to be so fucking mad about it. Probably because part of Star Wars' charm was that it was an event. And I get that, but like I still feel like it's an event. We <laughs> we get Marvel movies three times at least a year. Those always still feel like an event to me. I I would <coughs> put in the same category as Star Wars. And I can see that, but even still, when Star Wars comes out, it feels like an event to me. Maybe Rogue One, not so much, but it's not the main line. It's not the main. It's a fucking spinoff story. It's just a little, it's like a little, here you go. You like Star Wars? Bang. And I'm fine with that, because I like Star Wars. And if and if they're going to space it out anyway, where we don't get a main saga s- s- movie every year, I'm fine with a buffer movie to hold me over, because I'm a fucking selfish, uh, you know, media junkie that I want to be satisfied. And until they give me a bad movie, I'm going to continue to be satisfied. That's where I stand. So if you're one of those people that has an issue and think Star Wars is being oversaturated, look at what they're giving us. If you think it's bad, that's your opinion, cool. And I can understand your argument. But in my opinion, I don't think the media we've been getting from them has been bad. So for me, I feel okay with the amount of Star Wars we're getting. But you have to also, again, realize that because Disney owns them now, and they need to, you know, A, make the money back, and B, it's they're going to grow it into something bigger because that's just what they're planning to do with it. And that's just reality. And if that if that's upsetting to you, cool. Then just don't watch Star Wars anymore. Go watch something else or rewatch the fucking original saga or the prequels if you're a prequel defender or something. If you want some spicy prequel memes. Ooh-wee. Or if you hate sand, I guess. I don't know. Or I guess if you hate sand, don't watch the prequels. Yeah, they were pretty sandy. Course, it gets everywhere. But anyways, that that's where I stand. I just think people need to calm it down, slow it down. Don't be so mad. Just be happy. You're getting some goddamn fucking Star Wars in your life. Too much Star Wars. Mike's one of those guys. But uh, we we briefly brought the direct, so we'll, we'll swing into the direct here. Unless you have some anything else to say about Star Wars, kid. Uh, nah. I think where I'll leave me at is that I don't feel oversaturated. But if they start putting out garbage, then I will be like, okay, I, I get what you're doing here, but I don't like it. Hmm. Um, so, Nintendo dropped... Pivoting over to video games now. Nintendo dropped a Nintendo Direct this week. And prior to the Direct airing, they marketed the Direct as, you know, 
a highlight on games coming soon for 3DS and Switch with a focus on Mario Tennis. So, personally, I wasn't expecting a lot from the Direct, only because I felt like they were very clear that, like, hey, this is going to be about Mario Tennis, which is fine, but I wasn't expecting a lot of extra because of the way they... They phrased They it. phrased that, which I'm fine with. And that's that's good for two reasons. One, keep doing that. If you're going to make a direct about something, be clear that it's about that. You don't have to always give us these bonuses like they did, but going into it, if I know it's about something, then I can at least expect that. And then, you know, if they give us more, awesome. If they don't, my expectations were met because I know what to expect. Yeah. And that's a good way to keep marketing their directs. Um, for those of you who maybe aren't familiar, basically, Nintendo has kind of been doing this for, I don't even know now, the past seven years, eight, oh, I feel like maybe even a decade? For a long time. It, it feels like, I, I don't remember a time where I was following Nintendo stuff where they were not doing a direct. Yeah, which there definitely was a time. There but definitely was a time. B- but, basically, wow. at some point, I want to say, honestly, like probably eight to ten years at this point. It might have been during the Wii's run. It, it hmm. might have been during the Wii's run. Definitely during the Wii there, U. It probably was. It was definitely in the Wii U. But it was probably started in the Wii era because I want to say it, it may have almost started with Brawl. Brawl, or at least there was there were Brawl directs. I know there were. Mm-hmm. Um, so at some point, you know, Nintendo kind of... F- for they they left the standard format that most of the other you know publishers and developers do, which is you know have a big press conference on a stage at E three or somewhere else GDC or you know whatever, and have these kind of honestly for the most part press conferences at E three and stuff like that. They're a little awkward, they're a little weird. Mm-hmm. Nintendo kind of just said, hey, we're gonna do this thing instead. We're gonna we're gonna do what we call Nintendo Directs, and we're going to make this usually pre edited and cut video of whatever we're going to do, and we're going to put it on the internet at X date, X time. Great. And it's, like, been very well for them because they can completely control their message, which, you know, again, showing something at a press conference where it's a camera capturing something on a TV and a guy standing on a stage in a crowd of people talking about something maybe isn't the best way to sell a video game or sell a f- something. So their thing is very clear, concise. They can control it, and it's directly to you. Um, you know, it's consumable everywhere on any platform easily. You know, YouTube, your computer, your phone, your gaming console, wherever. Twitch. Um, can you watch them on your Switch? Like, do they have a thing for it? I don't know if they have a way to watch it live, but I think they do get uploaded to the Switch dashboard so, after the fact. fact. So I don't know if they're, they're live or not. Um, but, so yeah, basically Nintendo does these things, these presentations that they can put out whenever they want. And that's the format they've been going with for a long time now, where they want to highlight something, cool, bang. They want to do something, cool, bang. And even for the past few E3s, They've kind of shifted their press conference to be a direct, followed by what they call the you know the Treehouse Live or whatever, where the developers at Nintendo, like the top tier people that are like know everything that we don't know, play the games on stage and they stream it live all all day throughout E3, which is cool. You get a little 
extra information there, see a lot more gameplay. But I like their direct format. I think it's smart. I think it works for them, and I, I don't think it's going anywhere, and I think they've only expanded on it. And that's what we got this week, which is, you know, what we come to expect at this point. But they dropped a lot of other things that I personally wasn't expecting. Were you? Well, uh, for starters, I knew they were doing direct. Yes. Uh, to follow that up, I did not read anything else about it, so I didn't know it was going to be a Mario Aces uh, yeah. focus. So I was like, all right, they're doing a direct. I don't know what it's about. I'll watch it. We'll see. Yeah. So they did drop a lot of stuff, uh, but I didn't I didn't go in there with any sort of expectation. I, I, I just knew, like, oh, man, they're going to be talking about something. Yeah. So real quick, I'll run through the headline of everything that they dropped, and then we can elaborate on wherever we want. So for the Switch, obviously... Smash, we'll get to that at the end. Mario Tennis, which is a big focus. Uh, Solera Vestora, Praise the Sun, mm-hmm. uh, from Dark Souls, is getting an amiibo. Captain Toad Treasure Tracker is being ported over with Odyssey exclusive levels, which I think is cool. A little bonus. South Park Fractured But Whole mm-hmm. is making Switch debut. Splatoon 2 is getting a huge free update and a huge paid expansion. Undertale, which I never thought would leave like Sony exclusivity for console or handheld is coming to Switch which I can't fucking wait for that uh, Octopath Traveler got a release date No More Heroes Travis Strikes Again got some more gameplay but not I don't think they've released a uh, release date Crash Insane Trilogy mm-hmm. is coming to Switch which I expected that at some point to at least go to Switch or Xbox or both I, yeah. and I think it will probably go to Xbox too I think it I think it is going to Xbox the same day yeah I mean it's it's basically it's not a Sony property. It, Activision owns Crash, so uh, they own Spyro too. So they could do the same thing with Spyro. Um, Sushi Striker, Way of the Shushido, uh, Little Nightmares is coming on Switch May 18th. Hyrule Warriors May 18th. Uh, Okami HD this summer, which <coughs> excuse me, should, in my opinion, should have launched when the HD remake for PlayStation and Xbox launched last December. I get it, porting things to Switch is a little bit different, but, I mean, Okami was a GameCube title initially, so it, I was, I think a lot of people were a little upset that initially it was like, why isn't this coming to Switch? Like, this is a fucking game that was made for Nintendo in the first place. Um, so that's cool that that's coming. I definitely wasn't expecting that. And then, well, a little bit, uh, I didn't expect a lot from the 3DS portion, but there were some interesting things that I that I kind of have resonated with me here. There wasn't a lot, but Dylan's Dead Heat Racers, uh, Luigi's Mansion is getting a remake, the original game, the GameCube title. Uh, WarioWare Gold, which is a collection of, I believe, 300 or so micro games from uh, almost all WarioWare games. That's pretty cool. Kind of wish it was coming to Switch, but hey, I'll take it, August 3rd. And then this is the, this is the one that really kind of stands out to me here. And not because of the title, but because of the date. So Mario Luigi Bowser's Inside Story is getting ported to this 3DS um, with additional content, uh, Bowser Jr.'s Journey, which is what they did with the last port for Mario Luigi when they brought it to 3DS. They added another little side story. Hmm. But the interesting thing here is that this game is has a date of 2019. So I just think it's interesting that into 2019, Nintendo's still thinking, no, 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 we're supporting the 3DS. So I just think that's a 
interesting thing to keep an eye on is, okay, they're not giving up, at least Nintendo isn't giving up on the 3DS yet. And granted, you're looking at a handheld that has over 70 million units out in the wild, so that means that there's 70 million people, at least, that can buy games and play them. So if they release a game and people are still going to buy it, I mean, they're going to make a lot of money because there's 70 million fucking people that own 3DSs. Um, but it's a little weird that they haven't fully shifted their focus to the Switch, mm-hmm. especially being that the Switch is also a handheld. So it, it's it's weird to me in a way that I'm thinking, is, is Nintendo not going to abandon the solely handheld market? Meaning, like, clearly they're supporting the 3DS still, but does this mean we're getting a 3DS successor at some point? Uh, I feel like it leaves that door open. Yeah. Again, they, they have a console or a handheld that has sold extremely well. Um, if they can keep putting titles over there, why not? Uh, Captain Tra- Treasure Tracker is also at some point going to make its way to the 3DS. Yeah. Um, but I don't believe launching side-by-side with the Switch version. Mm-hmm. But the, the obviously the the big the big reveal here is uh, Smash, which made its tease at the very end. But we'll touch on that at the end. I, I kind of want to obviously talk about the Splatoon two expansion with you because we we both love Splatoon. You love Splatoon more than I do. But mm-hmm. you know we got the three update, which is coming in April, late April, mm-hmm. uh, which is going to add a bunch of new outfits and gear to unlock, yeah. more levels, both legacy and new. Yeah, and um. Level X. Level X. Rank X. Rank X, yeah. Are you S+. Plus? Not... I haven't played uh, ranked mode in Splatoon 2. I, th- I think I was... I think I made it to S at some point in the first Splatoon. Okay. But I haven't... Like, I... You know how, like, I don't like playing competitive at all? Yeah. I also don't like playing ranked. Okay. So I, I rarely touch it. I'm, I'm hoping that when Nintendo finally launches their online platform that voice chat and creating parties becomes a lot easier because then I'll I'll be in Splatoon like I'll be back on like that will be what I play in bed every night like I would I would love to be more invested in Splatoon but it's just like a Splatfest comes out it's so difficult to like wrangle four people it's just it's a it's a strenuous process and I can see why a lot of people don't do it or have issues with it and I feel like because of my love for Nintendo, I'll go the extra mile in some places to like be like, like I get why it's a pain in the ass, but I'm still going to go through that because I like this game and I want to support it. But it's a fucking Oh, shit. Lot. When is the Splatfest? Was that today? I think it might be this weekend. It's Chicken vs. the Egg? Yeah. Maybe it's next weekend. I don't know. I'll double check that later. You fucked up, Mike. I know. Um, but So we're getting a bunch more free content. Which is great, which they've already said, you know, from the beginning they were going to be rolling out free content. I think, was it for a year or was it for a year and a half or two years? I can't remember what they just said. I said. So that's cool. We're going to get some, you know, great levels again. There was definitely some levels there that I was like, oh, I, I remember that from Splatoon 1. Like, that's a good level. Mm-hmm. Um, but the more exciting thing, I think, was that we're getting a paid DLC, which I didn't expect them to do that. Just because it kind of breaks the mold of what they've done with Splatoon from the first game up until now. But I don't hate what it is. Like, I don't feel like it's a... 
I don't feel like it's an unjustifiable purchase, if that makes sense. No, yeah, I get that. So basically you're getting, for the most part, it's just all single-player additional content, mm-hmm. with the caveat being if you complete it, you get to use an Octoling in multiplayer, mm-hmm. which I think people are... I think that's going to be the main reason people buy it, because they want to fucking rock... An Octoling, yeah. yeah. Which I also want to rock an Octoling, just to have it... I can pull it up when I want to pull it up. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I liked the vibe of the trailer for that. Mm-hmm. Like, her walking down the subway, yeah. like, all the other characters. Like, it was it was good. Yeah, it was pretty dope. And then, like, the Master Roshi, cool, when she yeah. walked by, I, I just I liked it. I don't know if that character does that normally in the game, but it, I... Because I haven't played single player in this one. He was there in the first game. I just yeah, he was. I don't remember if that's a thing that he does. Like, yeah. like standing there with a peace sign, like Master Roshi. Yeah. For all you weebs out there like us, that like DBZ. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's going to be a great addition. I think that's a good way to bring a lot of people back to Splatoon that maybe ha- may have, you know, tapered away. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, it's a bunch of single player. It's I believe it's eighty, like levels. Gosh, it's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. So it's also a lot that like to get you to get an Octoling. So you yeah. have to invest some time in yeah, that game. Time. Um, but I don't hate it. I mean, there'll be a bunch of people that just like aren't playing multiplayer anymore until like they like all right. I need that Octoling. I need yeah. this Octoling. Like, I'm not gonna waste my time playing online if I need to get my Octoling. Yeah, I'm just really hoping that when Nintendo finally launches their online platform, that it fixes some things because I really like Splatoon two. I love the first one, and I just there's some quality of life things that need to change with their online platform that would get me to play that game a lot more. Um, and honestly, if they fixed it, if, if it worked in a, if it worked a way that like some of their contemporaries do, I mean, you would see me on things like Mario Kart more. Like you would see me on these games more because it would be easier for me to play with my friends. Um, which is, you know, partly why you play online. Like I would rather play with my friends than play with randos. Yeah. Um, plus, it would make things more desirable, like Fortnite, to come to fucking Switch if their mm-hmm. service was a little bit better. Um, w- were there any other Sans the Smash announcement? Anything else that stuck out to you or something you want to comment on? Uh, Aces looked interesting enough that I would purchase it. I don't know if I would, like, make time to play it, if that makes sense. Yeah, I can I, I buy a lot of... I, I buy some games sometimes just to have it in case I ever feel like playing it. I feel like Mario Ace is the kind of game that I would buy, and I probably wouldn't actually play it by myself, but if I felt like I was going to be in a situation where I could showcase it, yeah. I would bring it along and be like, hey, you know, I got Mario, I got this Mario Tennis game, do you want to check it out? Yeah. I think, so, I, and I know I kind of commented on this before, I think that dedicating a large portion of the Direct to explaining this game in, in depth... Mm-hmm. Um, was smart because for someone like me who I like the good Mario Sport franchise like titles like I like the good ones mm-hmm. um, so when they put out a good one like I'm in because I, I enjoy them when they're done well um, has some depth to them this one going that extra mile to explain the levels of depth that are here I'm down like for me that's what I needed I needed to see that this game was more than a cash grab. I needed to see that this was, like, a fleshed-out, like, you know, there's a single player, and it's pretty robust. There's 
all these different mechanics for you playing the game. You can break your racket, and if you break someone's racket, you win the match. Like there's there's all these elements that add depth to the game, but in a smart way, Nintendo also and they and they said casual, which perfect way to describe this. There's also you can play if you're playing in docked mode or you're playing on you know in a kickstand, mm-hmm. you can play with motion controls. But they. If you want to play casually with you know your family members or maybe people who aren't gamers, you can play like this too, and the input mechanics still seem kind of not robust, but they seem like they function a little bit like you know Wii Motion Plus. Well, the 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 Joy-Con is a far better superior thing than the Wii Motion than than Wii Remote was, but it seems like it functions very well. Is what I'm trying to say. Okay. Yeah. Um, where it can pick up how you're swinging it so you can actually, you know, do, you know... A, a slice or yeah, exactly. whatever. The, a lob, the, all these things. Whatever the moves are called in yeah. the game. So it, that, that to me is cool. That That's a separate option in being kind of catered to as, like, this is a casual thing. Where, here, look, we also have all this depth for people who want to play a little bit more aggressively. And there's the tournament mode. There, there's a lot of cool things there. They showed off a lot. I know from what I could tell on the internet, a lot of people were like, oh, that was the boringest part of the Direct. I kind of zoned out. And I get it. Like, sure, they droned on about a lot of things, but I think it was important to establish that, hey, this is more than just a Mario X game that you're going to buy because it has Mario on the title. And Undertale, for me, is probably one of the big things I'm super excited about. But let's let's just... Let's just get down. Oh, let me just here. quickly say, Hop in there. Uh, I'm considering uh, it's gonna. It's not gonna be like a, a day one thing, but I almost feel like buying Fractured Butthole again. I just knew to, you were gonna say so. Just far. to just to play on the road. So part of me is kind of sad that I ended up picking up South Park after yeah. the fact because South Park came out in like I don't know maybe August or October maybe. It, it came out like in the fall, and I didn't end up picking it up until. Black Friday when it was on sale? Or? No, I don't think I picked it up until like a random sale in like December or January. I got it on sale at some point, but I didn't pick it up until you know way after the fact. And I definitely didn't need a game at that point because I had plenty of things to play. Um, but I've you know I was on my radar for a while, so I started go down to like twenty bucks, and I was like, yeah, I'm gonna buy this. Knowing in the back of my mind that I'm like this is gonna eventually end up on Switch because it's just Ubisoft is already like loving Nintendo right now because of Mario Rabbids. I'm sure they're working on some other things for them. Um, I, like, I knew it was coming. I knew it was going to happen. So I'm not... I'm not mad that I bought it for Xbox, but part of me wishes I waited because I would have loved to play that on the Switch. It's such a great game for the Switch. Yeah, it is. Um, maybe if I see it go on sale, I'll wait and pick it up again because I'm an idiot and then get the DLC and play like the other stuff. Yeah. Because there's a there's one DLC pack out now like the chamber or the 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 Danger X Men one the Danger Room Danger and then there's another one coming. Yeah, I mean it'd be really cool because I I know my Ubisoft account is tied. If the save would drive out. If anything, if anything transfers with it. I mean, if the save transferred over, I would probably buy it then. Like that would be fine with me. I'd finish the game on my Switch. I'd be fine with that. Um, but that is a great game for the Switch. Um. Captain Toad, real quick, too, is... Do you ever play it? No. I don't remember. I mean, I had it for the Wii U, and I beat the game. That's a fantastic game, and I'm so excited that more people will get the chance to play it, because it really is just a great game. It's so great. It's I mean, it's a it's a puzzle game, so it's not a Mario game, 
but it's so great. It's just it's such a well done game, and it's smart, and it's funny, and it's cute, and it's an enjoyable experience. And I'm happy that people will get to play it on the Switch because I think that I think that's a game that kind of didn't get enough love when it came out, and that's partially because it was on an underperforming console. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's get let's get to the the meat, the real thing that people are going nuts over, us included. And that's the final tease. So they ended with Splatoon. They show us the update for 3.0. They show us the Octo expansion that brings us the extra single-player stuff in the Octoling. And then, you know, it cuts back to Koizumi, and he's like, hey, we have one more announcement. And, like, in that moment, and I kind of wrote an article about this on PassController.io, so if you want to read this too or read my thoughts on Smash Reveal, my initial thoughts, you can go to PassController.io and check that out. Or you can watch uh, Brennan's live reaction. No, you're not getting me to do that stuff yet, but maybe at some point. Um, it'll just be me every time. Oh, my God. What? Nani? Kusso? Brennan learned Japanese just for those. Uh, just like four words. Um but as soon as it started, or as soon as he said that, I was like, oh my god, my mind went into a million places. Like, this could be Smash, but it could be this, 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 or it could just be whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you had that similar thought um, when he initially said, we have one more thing Whenever he says one more thing, I'm always, I'm always thinking it's either going to be something really great yeah. or something like... Damn it! I should have just—I should have just gone home. Because I'm sitting—I'm still sitting at work watching yeah. this damn video. I'm like, well, I, should, I shouldn't have wasted my time with this damn thing. So I knew the direct was at five, and I'm like racing home, and I'm like, I'm not gonna make it home in time, and I don't want to be behind on the direct. Like, I want to watch it live. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, pulled over and park in Target, park in Target, park. I pulled over in the parking lot. I'm going home of Target, and I, uh, you know, set myself up good to go. The screen starts. It's inkling on inkling, one on one. I'm like, okay. They, you know, they ported Luigi's Mansion to 3DS. Maybe this is Splatoon One getting some life, you know, breathe back into it and come to 3DS. Seems like something they could pull off, because it was clearly the models of the inklings from the first game. Right. So that's where my brain went initially, and then as it's going on and on, I'm like, it's weird that nothing else is happening. As soon as the female inkling stopped and the screen started to fade to black, I'm not sh- like I'm shit you not like at that exact moment and the screen started to go black. Mm-hmm. I went this is fucking smash like it, it, there, was, there was nothing else it could be. Yeah. There's nothing else it could be at that point in my mind. It's this is smash, and I. But part of me was like I don't believe that they're gonna announce smash right now. But I know smash is this is smash. Like, what did you feel when it got to the black screen? So, again, it starts up, they're doing their thing, they're fucking squidding, their kids, their squids, they're yeah. fucking lobbing bombs. <laughs> I was like... It was a great trailer. It was a It was, it a was a fantastic trailer. trailer. I'm like, in my mind, like, I knew, I knew, like, this is Splatoon, I feel like whatever they're doing, they're announcing that it's gonna show up somewhere else. And the only place they could show up reasonably is Smash. I'm like, okay. Because yeah. they're already in Mario Kart. They're already in Mario Kart. I'm like, okay, this might be Smash, but, you know, maybe I'm just focused on Smash. It could be anything else. Yeah. And then the screen turns back. I'm like, okay, well, 
this is too ominous now. Yeah. Like, they're going to get fucked up and smashed is what you're telling me. Yeah, exactly. It's There's no there's nothing else that could be said there. It's, no, you're about to get fucking smashed right now. Like, that's, a, that's what's about to happen. Yeah. And everything about it after the fact, like, the head turn, the slow, like, materialization of the Smash logo yeah. in her eye, like... It was, I lost my fucking mind in my car. Like it, it was a hype moment. I was, like, actually screaming, like, slapping my legs, flailing my arms. Like, I... Again, could... you can see this in his reaction video. <laughs> no, not a thing. Unless you were sitting in the parking lot videotaping me, which would have been kind of cool if someone had that. If you have that, send it to me. You can, you can do that. Um, I'm excited for that. But I was so pumped. I was just literally, like... I don't want to do it right now. I could because this is an audio recording. And I could mm-hmm. just reenact my, like, emotion and my screaming. But I'm not going to do that for yeah, anyone. Yeah, I'm also not interested. Because I don't think anyone wants to hear that. I don't think Jen wants to hear it. I don't think my neighbor wants to hear it. I don't think anyone wants to hear that. No. Listeners definitely don't want to hear that. I'll mm-hmm. blow out their fucking speakers. That's how hyped I was. It was such a great moment. And then you see the, the, the shadows of clearly more roster members. Mm-hmm. Some of them distinguishable. Some of them you don't really know what it is. Maybe it's Jimmy Neutron. Who knows? Fingers uh, crossed, guys. <laughs> Fingers crossed. We've been asking for that since like the original Smash. Yeah, exactly. Uh, ooh, Vice City. <laughs> um, those are some Donkey callbacks for those of you who know who Donkey is. Uh, shout out to Donkey. But anyways, then it zooms in on Mario, which just seems like Mario. Doesn't seem like anything Odyssey related. Then it zooms in on Link. Clearly Breath of the Wild Link. Then it fades away. We get a plain Smash logo, black and white. That fades away. And we get 2018. And then the screen turns red. And it says Nintendo. And I fucking smash my fucking car almost. Because I'm like, like, go nuts. Like, mm-hmm. basically, if you ever played Street Fighter 2 and you did the side mode where you were breaking cars, I was doing that from within my car. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Uh, basically. So, if you've listened to this uh, program before, the Past Control podcast, or you know me in real life, you will know that for the past, you know, nine, ten months or wherever, whenever this initial discussion with myself started, is that I wholeheartedly believed that we would be getting Smash on the Switch either this year or next year, so 2018, 2019. But I always thought it'll be take Smash 4 for the Wii U, take Smash 4 for the 3DS, put all that content together, because for those of you who aren't familiar with those games, there were different modes and different stages and some different things that existed on the 3DS version and the Wii U version. So they weren't the exact same game. There were some differences. So I always thought, and some of the 3DS stages were so good. Yeah, um, so I was sad that they never came to the Wii U. We we had the we had the the Pac Man stage on the 3DS one. was way better than the Wii U one. The Wii fucking Pac World. Yeah, where, get the garbage out of here. That was weird. Um, so I always thought was you know, hey look they parted over Mario Kart Eight. They added a few extra things. That game sold fantastically. Oh hey they ported over Pokemon uh, Pokemon Tournament. Pokemon DX now, you know what I mean? Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, and they added some extra content. Those games did well. I'm sure that they're going to bring back some more games that got, like, they died on the Switch. I mean, they died on the Wii U because it was an underperforming console. 
you know, Bayonetta 2 comes comes out of the fucking shadows, comes to the Switch. So my thought was always the quickest way to get that game, to get a Smash game on the Switch would be, hey, we're going to take all the assets from 4, maybe we'll bring back a few other things, like, hey, we couldn't have Ice Climbers because of the 3DS limitations. Ice Climbers are coming back. We'll throw a few more characters, we'll throw some more stages, maybe a new mode. Bam, Smash 4 Complete Edition. Done. <laughs> Wrap it up, get it out there by Christmas, game over. We win year two as well. We're fine. That was my opinion up until this teaser. Nothing about this teaser to me says this is Smash 4 DX. This is Smash 4 Deluxe. This is Smash 4 Championship Edition. Everything about this trailer is this is Smash 5. Do you feel this way? Uh... Yeah, I. I mean, I, I'd be happy, almost either way. I would say. I would too, and I think the fighting game community would be the Smash community would be because yeah. I think overall, most would agree that Smash Four is a pretty well, done game. Granted, they stopped patching it and balancing it after a certain point, so there are some characters that people say like Bayonetta, that's a little maybe OP, mm-hmm. overpowered. So, you know, they could just port four and then continue to balance it. But Mm -hmm. at the same time, given that, you know, their their success porting over games... Well, actually, no. I would say... I think they'd be missing an opportunity to make a new game that they could continue to expand upon. In terms of, like, you know, Smash 4, they had some DLC characters. Yeah. If you want to bring it back and really, you know, make it exciting, you'd probably have more additional content added to it later. Yeah. Which I think would be better serviced on a new game rather than doing a port and then adding some stuff to it afterwards. No, I mean, for me, my argument before was always this would probably be the quickest way for them to turn into a Smash game. Because the development cycle for a Smash game is long. I mean... Sakurai, you know, has always been pretty open about how strenuous the process is of making a Smash game because he doesn't want to make a bad game. And, I mean, that's very clear in the work that he puts out. Um, But everything about that trailer to me is, this is Smash 5. One reason being, like you kind of just said... They have no problem. Nintendo has no problem saying, this is Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. This is the same game with a few extra things for the Switch. Here's Pokemon Tournament. Here's Bayonetta 2. Here's Captain Toad Treasure Tracker. In the same direct. Like, here's a port. So they have no shame in doing that. And it doesn't matter if they did or didn't have shame, because if you look at the sales of Mario Kart 8 on the Wii U, which I think are around 11 million... The install base of the Wii U is about 13 million, so almost every Wii U owner bought Mario Kart 8. I think if you look at the sales year to date for Mario Kart 8 Deluxe on the Switch, I think it's like eight or seven million. That's that's literally almost the same amount of people that fucking already bought it. Granted, you and I both bought it on the Wii U, and we bought it again on the Switch. Yeah. So there's clearly success to be had there, partly because the Wii U was an underperforming console, like we've said many times, and because it, you know, it it's on a new platform that's doing very well, and there's many people that 
have never played Mario Kart 8. And I'm sure there's many people that have never played Smash. Smash might be a little bit different because Smash 4 actually sold better on the 3DS. Mm. But that's also because there's 70 million 3DSs out there and 13 million we use. Um, so the fact that it, they didn't outright say it was a Smash 4 port makes me think that in itself is, hey, this is Smash 5. Because why would we why would we hide the fact that it's a port when we didn't hide the fact for all these other games? You know what I mean? Yeah. It seems like a weird thing to omit for no reason. Because A, they've done it, they're continuing to do it, and they've had great success doing it. There's no point in hiding that fact. Yeah. <clears throat> the other being, if it was just going to be Smash 4 plus additional things like Inklings and whatever, mm. why would they change the character model of Link? You know what I mean? It just seems weird. It seems like a weird thing to change. Uh, maybe like what, I was thinking about it more just now, and I part of me feels like if <coughs> if the game and okay, that's all. That's the other problem for it is that the previous game wasn't called Smash Four. It was just called Smash for the Wii, the Wii U and, and for the, the 3DS. 3DS. So there's no way to indicate at the end of the trailer that it was like if it was a port I don't think there's a real way to indicate it you know what I mean like before if if it was called if the last one was called Smash 4 you know just Smash 4 like the number 4 yeah. and this one was called like Smash 4 DX or they put a thing like yeah. you could say okay it's a port but since the the title just makes it weird I don't think they could even yeah. show that at the end and also like if there was a way to indicate it uh, the way it is now, I almost feel like it would kind of, not that it wouldn't be like a good trailer, but part of me just feels like the way it had, the trailer was set up, mm-hmm. it almost feels like it would take the wind out of its sails at the very end if like we knew it was like, okay, I know what I'm getting. I know this is going to be the last game with obviously the Inklings and they changed the character model for Link at the very least. Yeah. Now, now it's more like, okay, we're getting the Inklings, what's going on i don't know yeah we're, we're able to have this discussion yeah but i i i don't know i think there would have been ways for them to easily say it was a port if it was a port i just and again like my thought up until that trailer was we're gonna get smash and it's gonna be a complete edition of four which i would have been fine with i'm sure you would have been fine with it yeah i'm sure honestly most people probably would have been okay with getting a port i just don't i just don't think this is a port there's nothing, nothing about it signifies port to me. I Smash is probably a different enough game, and I just mean in terms of the series, that they could justify saying we need to make a new game for this system. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and you have to look at this. Nintendo's riding high right now, like best-selling console of all time. Breath of the Wild and Mario Odyssey both getting, you know, tens across the board for the most part mm-hmm. breath of the wild winning game of the year both of those games selling super well third party support flooding in indie support all over the place nintendo's fucking killing it and if anyone is saying differently like you're you're speaking with a bias because the numbers don't lie and they're crushing it a lot of people were very hesitant nervous didn't know what to expect out of Nintendo year two. So 
they were gonna at least put out one marquee title for the year. Like, yes, we have Kirby coming next week. We have Bayonetta 3. Uh, actually, I don't know if Bayonetta 3 is supposed to come out this year. But we have I mean, Yoshi supposed to come out this year. There's there's things that are supposed to come out this year that are Nintendo franchises. There's third parties that are publishing things like Wolfenstein 2 and other things are coming to the, the platform. But there's not like a big title that Nintendo's like, oh, here's, boom, this slammed on the table. We have this coming this year. Smash is that title, can be that title, and it is that title. And I think you're right. It it garners enough respect and weight that they can pump a lot of money and assets into finishing a Smash game quicker for the Switch. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, listen, the industry, consumers, speculated when the Wii U was failing, you know, just like they always do. Oh, Nintendo's going to become a software company. Nintendo's going to only make games. That, Nintendo's, my, Microsoft's going to have Mario games now. This, the ball, all this stuff. Nintendo obviously knows what they're going to fucking do. So when they stopped, you know, post-production and balancing and patching on Smash 4, I'm sure some team within Nintendo was working on, pitching, you know, doing the preliminary work for the next Smash game. It's a it's a core franchise for them at this point. I mean, it's it, it it doesn't sell as well as a Mario Kart, but it definitely has the same amount of attention that a Mario Kart title has. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I would put Mario Kart and Smash above all the other spin-off franchises like, you know, the sports titles or Mario Party. I mean, at one point it was probably Mario Party and Mario Kart, but Mario Party's come way down. It's it's Smash and Mario Kart. Those are the those are the auxiliary Nintendo collaborative games that sell well, have a huge fan base, and can be a marquee title in a year that you don't get a Zelda game or a Mario game. Or maybe you do get those games, and this is another banger that they fucking throw into the mix. Oh, they still haven't announced a new Mario and Sonic go to the Olympics, have they? I don't know actually, but that's definitely coming if it's if it's not announced, um, especially because. Isn't the next Olympics in Japan? Yes. And wasn't Olympics. Mario part of the like announcement? I think so. Didn't didn't like the didn't someone come out of a pipe to announce? The, oh yeah, they did. They okay. did do that. Um, oh, that's gonna be sick. I might actually buy that game. <laughs> um, I I bought the first Mario and Sonic game simply because it was the first time Mario and Sonic were ever in a game together. Mm. I don't really play it, but I had to buy it. I had to own that. It's a piece of fucking gaming history. Um. But I think we'll leave it at that. There'll be there'll be plenty of Smash discussions to to follow. Oh, we're not gonna talk about what third party characters we think are gonna show up in this game. You want to do that now? No. I mean that that'll be a whole other episode, I'm sure. <laughs> An hour of saying, oh yeah, okay, yep, yeah, this guy's definitely gonna be in this game. Yeah. Well, I I uh, love Doctor Nitro, obviously. Done. Um, I mean, let's just let's just cut it, cut it to the chase here. I mean. It's it's very clear that Crash is now a contender to be in Smash. Fantastic. And I've seen a lot of people say, like, oh, Crash Trilogy's finally on a Nintendo platform. Crash is finally on a Nintendo platform. Crash has been on Nintendo since fucking GameCube and Game Boy Advance. I don't understand where this is, like, people forget that... Yeah, but they were trash back then. I mean, they, they were, but he was still there. Anyways. I don't know. Um, I don't. I don't care for Crash that much. I don't really either. But I do think this makes a makes a case for him to be in Smash now. Um, 
we'll see if they actually do. I don't particularly care if crashes in Smash or not. I don't. It'd be. I mean. Yeah, I don't, I, I, I don't care. <laughs> I I fucked to a crash back in the day. Like PS One, I played all three original Crash games. I I like Crash Bandicoot. I don't actually really need him in Smash. As a Smash player, I don't need Crash in Smash. Uh, as a person who literally only played Crash recently because I bought the Insane Trilogy. Yeah. Dude, fuck that guy. <laughs> fuck that guy and fuck that game. I'm trying to figure out how far I'm supposed to jump and I missed the jump. Well, that's because the game doesn't translate well into... It, it's just... Yeah. yeah, it's not... No. Anyways. Um, we'll, we'll see. But it, it does make a case for Crash to be in Smash now. I just... All, all I need is the ice climb. I need the ice climbers to come back. They'll be back. Uh, I mean, I liked Wolf, so bring Wolf back. I need more Landmasters. <sighs> bring back Snake. So here, Snake needs to come back, but that... And I then see, Big Boss. I see Snake as being the hardest one to bring back, only because of... Oh, yeah, Kon- yeah well, Kojima. I, well, I, I think Konami would be all about it. They'd be perfectly fine with it, but I think the only reason why Snake was in Smash was because of Kojima. Yeah. And not because of Konami. And well, I mean, basically, Kojima's son said, I love Smash. Can you get Snake in Smash? And, I mean, that's what happened. Snake was supposed to be in Melee. Yeah, I heard. Um, but they couldn't They couldn't get it, get it done. Um, but we'll wrap this up here. A few a few little you know, tit, tids and bits to throw into the mix here. Um, this episode of the podcast is sponsored by our good friends at Goodnight Fatty. If you're in the Salem, Massachusetts area on a Friday or Saturday night from 7 to 11, make sure to head on down to Higginson Square and get yourself a delicious fatty. And if you're unaware of what fatty is, you can check them out on social media at Goodnight Fatty and educate yourself on these delicious, scrum diddly treats and let them know that Pass the Controller sent you. Um, and a few other things we have to announce here. We do have a couple of guests on the horizon, um, so be on the lookout for the Super Soul Brothers coming onto the show. Um, Seth, the creator of Membrane, which is uh, out now on the Switch, will also be making his debut um, on our program, as well as uh, a few other guests that we will announce a little bit closer to when they're coming on. Um, but stay tuned for that. And uh, we also, I, I'm gonna do it, Mike. I'm gonna, I'm gonna announce the packs thing. Oh, I think I think it's time. I think it's time for the listeners to know yeah. about our PAX plans. If you say so. So we're having a fucking sick rager at our hotel room. Well, that that's not that that that's the, we are, but that's not what this is. All right. But that's but that's that's for that's like a invite only VIP industry thing. Just ask me, I'll invite you. It'll be fine. Mike's not in charge of the. Mike's not getting any hotel room keys, but uh, we do have something uh, pretty, pretty fucking awesome to announce. It will be hitting its full, you know, mainstream promotion later this, you know, later this week. But we'll we'll give you a little taste. We won't go into too much detail. We'll give you a little taste. We're actually hosting an official Pax East after party. Um, I'll hold off on telling you the venue just yet. I'll wait for the full announcement later this week. Um, but you know. It's it's gonna be a good time. It's not gonna be ticketed, uh, but it will be packed and it will be very difficult to get in. Uh, so I would plan ahead for that. It'll be Thursday, April fifth, from seven to ten. So get excited. 
It's going to be a good time. going to be a lot of giveaways. It's going to be a lot of uh, industry people attending. And, uh, you know, collaborating with one of our favorite breweries, uh, Jack's Abbey in Springdale. They'll be in the mix. There'll be some uh, delicious beers from them that you can normally get. And there's a, there's a special beer that we're going to brew just for that event. And uh, one of the other sponsors that's that's in on the party with us. But we won't get into too, too much detail. Wait for the full announcement. But get excited. Get hyped. Thursday night, the first night of PAX. If you are attending PAX and want to come hang out with PAX Controller and have a fantastic night, you can, uh, you can catch us there. And look for the full announcement later this week on social media. And one last thing, Mike. I'm just full of fucking announcements. Oh like, yeah. What else can we be talking about? Things. But uh, before I hit the last announcement, do us a favor. Especially if you're listening to this deep in the episode. If you're a fan of ours, we would really appreciate it if you left us a review on iTunes. It is uh, monumental in helping us achieve more things. And it can, it can help elevate what we're doing for you guys. So if you have the time... You know, good or bad, I want an honest review. Don't don't just throw us a five-star review unless, I mean, obviously I want a five-star review if that's how you feel. But give us an honest review. Um, but giving us a review on iTunes helps us out in a lot of ways. So we're super appreciative, appreciative if you can do that. And the last thing I want to say is that we are going to do a separate giveaway that is not tied to our PAX party. Um, and it's to kind of give back to our community. And it's we're going to be giving away a copy of... Of Overwatch, because we love Overwatch and we play Overwatch all the time, and we want you to play Overwatch with us. So we're going to be giving away a copy of Overwatch on the Xbox One, because that's where we all play together. So if you are an Xbox owner and for some reason don't have Overwatch and you want to play with us, we'll give you the full details on how to do that later this week on social media as well. So, and if you're unaware of where to catch those details. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Twitch at PassController. And you can check all of our content out at PassTheController.io. And uh, thanks for tuning in to this week's episode, episode 76.